Welcome to the Win Daily Show. I have Wayne Kimmel, managing partner at 76 Capital. Wayne, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I, and by the way, I love your hat. I Thanks, love man. It. I'll get you one, man. I got a whole box of them in my basement, man. I'll send you one out uh, after the show. How about that? Oh, thank so, you. Thank um, you. Win Daily, man. I love it. I love it. So let me ask you a question. Um, you've been at this a long time. How, what was your first plan? Like, what was the first plan that you put out said, I'm going to go do this, that you really felt led you to what you're doing today? How long ago was it? And what was that original plan? You know, it's a great question. You really, I think, because it makes me think way back, right? You know, it, it takes me literally back to like, I guess, grade school. I mean, thinking about what the plan was and something that, you know, my parents and, and my dad, you know, would always say like, you know, you want, you got to be great, whatever you do, right? You got to just be the, try to be the best and do the best that you can. And at that time, it was about being great on the basketball court, being a, you know, being a baseball player. I was a switch hitter in baseball. I didn't make it out of high school, but I, I tried, you know, but like I wanted to be the best that I could be in everything that I was doing. And at the time, it was all about athletics. And then to me, that, that's been my mindset. In, in everything. So then from there, you know, off to the University of Maryland there was certainly not good enough to play basketball there, but wanted to. But the thing for me was, what could I do so I could stay in and around the things that I loved? So I went to the radio station one day and I said, I want to be a, I want to be a sportscaster. And I started broadcasting the games at Maryland. I did the basketball games, the football games, and I was able to stay around the things that I love so much, which was all about sports. And I tell the story in my, in, my, in my book where I'm sitting in the, in the press room with Michael Wilbon, who actually, actually today was on VEASAN. I mean, I, it's like how the world's come around. We're investors in VEASAN with Brent Musburger. And next thing you know, I got Wilbon, who used to be like my idol when I was a kid in, at the University of Maryland. And today he's on VEASAN with us. And Tony Kornheiser, his partner in PTI, right? Mm -hmm. And the two of them just worked for the Washington Post. They were just two guys working for the Washington Post, writing articles of Maryland Terrapin games. And there I was eating crab soup next to those guys as some kid. Man, because you had to eat like in those press rooms because the food was a lot better there than it was in the dining hall, right? And I was uh, like blown away by these guys. And then, it, then fast forward to my senior year in college and – these guys said to me, so you're going to go, uh, you know, hit the road and, and do the grind of being in the sports business. I said, no, I'm going to law school. And they said to me, oh, my God, do you, you're the smartest thing you could ever do. You look at us. I mean, we sit in these rooms eating crab soup all day. Like, meanwhile, they did, they did just fine. And I think my path was pretty good as well. It worked out really well. And but like for me, it was like the law school thing. But then it was like, what can I do next? Right? Like going to law school and just being a regular lawyer was the plan. But that was just not enough because there was an opportunity to do more. And I've always wanted that. I've always had that drive to want to do more and do the next, next thing. And, and that's where it's led to a lot of things we're, do, we're doing now. And we'll be talking about it. But like it's, it's also the big part of it is just to be, you have to be excited, fired up every day and wanting to do fun things. And Again, I keep looking at your hat, man. I'm like, wait, win daily. That's what you want to do. You want to win a little bit every day, right? Yep. Just keep moving forward. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's my mindset. Like, I have a similar path where sports was everything in life. Like, I was really super competitive, played every sport growing up, 
then I went to college and I experienced the college life, the fun. And then you get attached. You have to make a decision there, kind of like you made. Do you go for your passion, which is sports or something revolving around whatever your passion is, or do you go for either stability or money? Because typically the starting off job for sports is not, you're not doing it for the money. So right. a lot of people like myself kind of went a different route and then circled back around to where I'm at today, when you start getting a little bit old, a little more mature, you realize that money is not everything and you got to have a passion to what you do. So what's the advice that you would give to a college grad or somebody in high school or somebody who just hit the pause button, they're on quarantine and they finally realize when quarantine's up, they don't want to go back to that job they're not passionate about and they want to get involved in sports. Maybe they already have bills or maybe they have student loans. How do you balance that? Well, I think the big thing that I tell everybody is that you've got to do what you love, right? If, if you don't love what you do and you're working in a job, you got to find something else. You have to feel like every single day you want to just jump out of bed and get going. Like, and that's how I feel every day. I mean, you know, I, it's not like I need a cup of coffee. It's not like I need some caffeine, you know. I do drink iced tea. I like iced tea a lot, but like unsweetened iced tea is my thing. And, but like, I don't, I don't need it. Right. Because my, what I get to do every day gets me so juiced up, so excited, so fired up about what I do because working with entrepreneurs, working with people that want to create something and make something and literally change the world there's nothing better. And then sprinkle on top, right? The icing on the cake is that it's in the sports industry. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean. that's, that's my love. Like when they came out with daily fantasy sports, when I first started hearing the commercials about eight, nine years ago about FanDuel and DraftKings, I was like, wow, this was like, God basically put that on a platter for me. You got sports and running your own business to some extent because you're involving money and you put them together and I was like, this is perfect for me. But then when I got beat over the head and that learning curve hits you, the way I describe it, it's like you're going to work, you're putting 50, 60 hours of research, and then you're losing money on top of it. If you're not really passionate about something like that, you're going to give up quickly. But after a while, you learn the game and you get better with it. And I know you're heavily involved in esports and sports betting. Um, why did you gravitate towards that? Was it just because you see the market changing so much? and you know, it's an opportunity. You know, so, so Jason, so sort of the, the, the path of, of how I got here, right, was the fact that when the mid-90s was coming, or when I was, got out of law school in the mid-90s, and the internet was the hot thing. Yep. It was the next, next thing. It was these entrepreneurs creating these new things. And I was like, wow, I got to get in that world. And so I did. At 29 years old, I raised $20 million for my first venture capital fund, and I went out and started investing in companies. And fortunately, some of the entrepreneurs that we selected and invested in were really great and amazing people, and we had some great stories like Seamless Web, which is you know, now Grubhub. And, you know, and, and you make the, a lot of money off me off that one. <laughs> I order it every day, 10 times a day, man. Well, thank you, because it paid for a lot of my kids' diapers over the years. Uh, <laughs> there you so, go. So, well, now, oh my God, now they're, now my kids are 19 and 16. I mean, it seems like such a long time ago, but that was fascinating. And then being in the world where the clinics that you see in the healthcare clinics you see inside of Walgreens, 
That was one of our companies that we sold to Walgreens. The, you know, and so that was, a, that was an amazing journey. And then we got involved with a group of investors in a company called Nutrisystem. And it was a weight loss company. And they provided this food. And, but what happened there was really one of the reasons why I'm sitting and doing what I'm doing today is the CEO of that company. This is another story I tell in my book that the CEO meets Dan Marino on a golf course. And he says to Dan, would you be interested in being our spokesperson? And Dan Marino says, he looks down and is like, and says, hey, you know what? I, I can lose about 12 pounds. <laughs> I, I'd love to help you guys out. And that was in a big moment because what that did was that we got to see the power of an athlete and the power of sports in business. And that just, so that, you know, we, and then we saw this company, Nutrisystem, become, become the top performing stock in America for five consecutive years. And then I was like, okay, so how am I going to take the world of business that I've been in, in, in entrepreneurship, and then bring that over to the sports world? And then about four years ago, here's what happened. I kind of said, you know, just like you were saying, like, I just kind of woke up and said, wait a second. What does everyone want to do? They want to do three things. They want to either play sports. They want to make their kid the next LeBron James or Serena Williams. 100%. Or third, they want to go watch sports. So play, get their kid become great, or watch sports. And I was like, well, that's what, I mean, everyone wants to do that. I don't know anybody, like anybody in the world that doesn't want to do one of those three things. So I was like, you know what? That's the next growth industry. That's the really big thing that's happening next. And I'm getting into that. So I want to find the entrepreneurs, the, 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 the dreamers, the thinkers, the ones that are creating businesses in the sports industry and who really want to transform sports and innovate all the things that are happening in sports. And that's through the use of technology, analytics, the world of esports, the whole new world of esports and the world of sports betting. I mean, we're not even, you know, right now it's, it's almost two years. It's almost two years until sports betting, since sports betting was, was basically allowed outside of the state of Nevada. And yep. here we are. Yep. And it's at the beginning of times and there's opportunities all over the place. Yeah, I just, I, we're licensed in New Jersey. I uh, just submitted our license in Colorado and Iowa um, to be an affiliate to help out the, the sports books when we get back up and running. And that was one of the reasons why I wrote my book. My wife challenged me. She said, why don't you write a book right when sports betting started becoming legal? She's like, why don't you write a book about, you know, all the stuff you've done in fantasy sports. And I'm like, I hate writing. Why would I write a book? And then I remember seeing Gary Vee and a lot of other influencers out there say like your biggest accomplishments come when you step out of your own personal comfort zone. Like I was good at math and I'm good at sports, but writing wasn't my cup of tea, but you know, it does land you when you step out of your comfort zone and you really challenge yourself and put yourself out there. And I was never a social media guy. Never, ever, ever. Like, I was just hiding to myself. I had my wife. I had my family. I had my friends. I didn't really see the need too much. But when you realize that it's not going anywhere, and one thing I really learned that I'll share with everybody is the real commodity these days is not the money in your account. It's the attention that you can get. Because if you have people's attention, then you can do anything. You can just switch jobs. You can pivot your business or you can just present ideas or connections or products, whatever the case may be, that attention 
is so key to everything. So I said, all right, I'm going to flip the switch. I'm going to let everybody know what I'm doing. And I never did a podcast before, but now I'm here sitting next to one of the most powerful people in the sports industry right now with your with your firm 76 capital like you guys are doing great things everything that you touch not i'm sure there's losses on the way but a lot of things that you touch you've matured them into bigger better companies and what's been the most exciting or challenging company that you've been involved with since you kind of started this thing you you mentioned the great ones but like which ones did you put your touch on the most well, I got to tell you, you know, uh, I, I, first of all, Jason, that, that's, um, that's amazing what you, you're saying. And, and also, just, just listening to you and your, you know, that, that New York accent, right? <laughs> I love it because thank you, thank you. When, when you say that ideas, um, I think of my dad because, <laughs> you know, he grew up in the Bronx and like that was, that was, I, I, that was, that was amazing. You're a Yankee fan or no? My dad was. Um, we used to go to a lot of Yankee games. Uh, so are you a Philly fan? fan? But what? You're a Philly fan? No, no, no. I'm a Philly fan. All right. I got to say, I didn't want Ryan Howard to come over and uh, take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, gosh, he lived right around the corner, you know, grew up right around the corner, 163rd Street, right there, you know, right by, you know, Yankee Stadium. And, um, and, and, and just, wow, that was, that was, that was wild. Um, but yeah, so you, the question is like, what's what are some of the companies I'm, I'm like incredibly excited about, and 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 sort of where things have kind of come from the beginning, and um, you know, one of them that's just amazing is is in the world of esports, and you know, first of all, you know, so many people are not really aware of really what it is, right? It's it's these it's the world of competitive video gaming, right? You can actually compete against other people in the world of, of playing a game or on your computer or whatever, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing to see that. And, and not only is it amazing that you can compete at the highest of levels as a professional, but you can also, as a kid, get a scholarship to go to college. And there's close to 200 universities right now that will give you a scholarship to go to college if you're good at playing video games. Now, that's a thing, that thing that blows the minds of a lot of my friends when I tell other you know, um, parents about this idea that, wait, my kid who I, I've been telling to get off the computer yep. and get off the game. Yep. So there's, that's been, been incredible. And then you know, our, our guys over here at, uh, at Nerd Street Gamers, right? I mean, to, to see what Nerd Street has been able to do from when John Fazio started this company and we first met and, you know, I, I, I met John there were a kid I talk about in my book and in a completely separate, completely separate conversation and how it all, all came out. A kid was working with me and he interned with me and then worked with me. I mean, just amazing story, but he was the one who shared with me. He's like, you got to come and see what we're doing at nerd street gamers. And to see nerd street go from a really tiny little startup to be able to bring in Comcast as an investor with us in that company to have Brian Roberts' son, Brian Roberts, the CEO of Comcast, huge, huge cable company, owner of NBC, right? To owner of Universal, to be part of what we're doing. So we were we invested, and then Comcast invested, and then Tucker Roberts, the son of Brian Roberts, becomes the, the board member of the company. He's leading all of esports across Comcast. And then on top of all that, we bring in five below the kids retailer that has mm -hmm. 900 stores across the country and they tell the world they want to put close to a hundred nerd street gaming 
facilities inside their stores all across the United States to enable kids to play competitively in the video game world inside of their stores. I mean, to see that all happen within the last couple of years, to watch John Fazio and his team, how they've matured, how they've gone out there and innovated um, and doing and just the amount of things that they're doing, how fearless they are and, and, and how tough and, and just that they, they just keep moving forward and pushing things forward. And then boom, here comes COVID-19 and our plan of putting all these facilities all across the country, which we had started. We were in Philly, we were in Denver, we were out in LA and we were about to start opening up all over the place. And now we're online. And the crazy thing is we now have more players than for ever. Sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because of what's happening right now with, with online. And so when this all comes back and sports will come back, they will come back. There's no doubt. I don't know. I, I don't, t- don't ask me when, but sports will be back. Yeah. We're going to have a, an amazing online model and offline model. Yeah. And it's really, gonna, it's really exciting. So I'm so proud of them. Yeah, esports is going nowhere. I got like a couple takes on esports quick. Number one, I hate, because I was a kid growing up in the 80s and 90s, and I, I find it so weird to drive down any block and not see kids outside playing basketball. Like, I remember playing basketball, hockey, stickball, and, like, yeah. you have to stop for a car every five minutes. But, like, yeah. I don't like the fact that they're not athletically running around and sweating and that portion of it, you know? But the fact that they're competitively gaming – I think we're just like on – we're still on like the brink. Like it's it's not even there yet because these millennials, to be honest, like baseball is my first love. They don't really care about baseball. They kind of care about basketball and football. But when this next wave comes through and the real money follows follows it, it's going to be massive. Like between esports and sports betting, it's like investing into, you know – I don't know, like the the stove back in like in the 30s and 40s, whenever the stove came out or the automobile came out, these are going to be the two hottest industries that I think are going to, you know, take over these next couple of years, next decade, because it is what it is. It's it's not going anywhere for sure. Yeah, you know, you're you're right, and 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 that's how we look at things at 76 Capital, and that's why we're doing what we're doing. And you know, on to your point of the fact that you're really good at a video game or you're a really great esports competitor doesn't mean that you can't be a good athlete. And that's something that's really interesting to see a physical athlete because yeah. being able to do what you got to do. I mean, that's pretty hard, right? It's yeah. really hard to be that great. I mean, you put me in any of those games before I even turn around, I, I, I'm either dead or getting knocked out or I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't move fast enough, but, but that's pretty amazing. But then the, the, the fact is, is that there's, there are these opportunities now, for people to really think big, to within the world of let's just say um, sports betting, there will be companies, like you said, like the who made the stove, but there'll be company, one of the things I will say is like, there will be an Amazon, there'll be a Facebook-like company, there'll be a Twitter-like company, there'll be these massive companies that are gonna be built, and, and it'll be the next, next things, and I believe those companies you know, hope, some of them are hopefully in my portfolio now and with everything we're doing at 76 Capital. Yeah. But I also think there's, there's opportunities right now to really think outside of the box and create the next amazing business within, yeah. the, within the sports betting world. I agree. I think even a, a blending of two, you know, if there, was, if there was an ability to do peer-to-peer 
sports betting on gaming, that would be <laughs> that would be a gold mine because I've had heated battles with my friends back in the day on Madden. We bet, you know, five, ten dollars here. If you can kind of get that transacted in a in a safe and honest way, and I can see that taking off. I got some personal questions for you now. Not personal about you, but personal from my perspective. Like how how did you get to V like you said you just went out your first fund because I always thought I'd love to be in your seat like a consultant to all these companies to help groom them mentor them and really see them through how did you have this mindset that hey I'm not gonna start here I'm just gonna 20 million dollars let's get some money behind me and let's go start a, a venture capitalist company how did you come up with that that was possible and and actually do it well, well, first of all, what you were just saying about before about working with working with each other and, and those kinds of things, we you know that's this is the, this is our first step of figuring out ways to do things together, Jason. So I hope that we 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 keep this going. Hundred um, percent. But I'll tell you, I didn't know any better. I think that was the thing when you when you you know you I just I wanted to be in the world of the internet at the time I, I you know and i and just like i think sports right now over the next 10 plus years is the next gigantic thing with sports betting and esports it was the same thing with the internet it was the same thing that was going on and i just and so i would just i started going to a lot of events right. i started hanging around the industry i had a couple friends that were starting companies um i was and i got to kind of go to some parties and I was just kind of looking around and I, at these, at these events, I used to see crowds of people standing around one individual and I'm like, what, why are they all standing around that guy? And they're like, that guy's a venture capitalist or he's an angel investor. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. I, I didn't learn about venture capitalists in college, in law school. Um, or maybe I didn't pay attention or something. Maybe but I, I'd never heard of that word. It kind of sounds more like a Star Wars like word than anything else, right? Like venture capitalists, like Darth Vader, kind of like sounds so whatever, right? So, so I said, like, well, what do those people do? And he said, well, someone said to me, like, they're the ones who make our dreams come true. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. What do you mean? Well, they invest in our companies, they give us the capital. And then more importantly, they help us. And that's what one thing that we pride ourselves at 76 Capital is that once we invest in a company, we jump on their side of the table, we're their partners and, and whatever they need. You know, if they need to know someone who's in my Rolodex or in my, in my, in my Rolodex, they show my age here. If someone's in my, in my phone, in my contacts, right? Or I'm, 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 a, I'm you know, um, connected with them on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever it is, that, those relationships, those contacts are their contacts. And that's what I saw in the great entrepreneurs back then. And I was like, I can do that. I don't have an idea. I don't have the next, next amazing idea. But I know that I can help people be successful. And, that's, and that was something that I just... I, I somehow knew that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, it, I wrote a lot of these different stories and in, in we were talking about our books earlier. I wrote these things down. I don't know exactly how it happened, but I think the main thing is, is that I knew that I wanted to just be in this world yeah. and just went and figured it out. A couple of points that I'll make, man. Like 
100% agree with is when I go to networking events and I go to them and I, you know, mingle, talk to people and I'm there present and just trying to make connections and try to make networks. I always think back to the people who are sitting home and they're like, there's no opportunities for me. I'm like, dude, first of all, this network event was free or maybe it cost 20 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever the case may be. But like, those are the same people that sit back and make excuses and like, or even people who are lonely. I'm like, instead of going to a bar and just with a, a room full of people who are just drinking and they're in their own cliques, why not go to a networking event for something you're passionate about, whether it's sports or care bears, whatever it is, just go to those events and be around people like you do. Put yourself in a position to meet somebody that could potentially help you. And people don't, they don't connect the dots and to somebody like you, it's so simple. It's just like, all right, that's where I want to be. Let me buy a ticket to get in. Yeah. And, and you, you, you hit it on the head. I mean, yeah. I talk about all this. You got to get off the couch, right? Yeah. You got to get like, you're not going to win the lottery by just sitting on the couch. Like you can't just, you know, I, I know now you can buy a ticket on your phone and all that stuff, but you, you got to get up, right? You yeah. got to get up. You got to get out there. You got to put yourself in the mix. And the one thing I think that you said, which was interesting is, and I, I think I'm sure you do this, you know, when you're at these events, and, and fortunately, you know, we, we're comfortable in these places right now, which, by the way, it's hard. It's hard to walk in there. You know, I, I've had I have all sorts of strategies and tips, and I talk about them in my book about carrying, you know, a, a packet of, of business cards, you know, a whole pile of business cards in your right pocket, and your whole goal that night is to give out every card in, that, in, your, in your right pocket and then collect just as many cards and fill your left pocket. When your right pocket's empty, you can go home. That's your goal, right? Just fill up and and make, get all these new contacts. Try to then go home, look these people up, because now with Google and Facebook and LinkedIn and everything, I mean, you could find out about pretty much anything about everybody, right? And then try to take those contacts and try to turn them into relationships. Try to help those people. You know, try to just see if there's ways that you can help. And I always say it doesn't matter if you have, if they have, more money than you or more relate, whatever. There's ways that you, everyone can help each other. 100%. So it's all about that. And then once you're, once you're in that mix and you're, you, you'll, it enables you to start to see the possibilities. Yeah. So a lot of people like they, they kind of get shocked at me when I get outside in these places. Cause even my wife's like, you're so shy. Cause I'm an only child. It's like, you're so shy. But it's like, but when you go into, a business room it's like totally different like I was shocked when I heard you on the radio like who is this person I'm like when I'm there like nobody I finally realized that two things nobody's born like extroverted like yeah some people are a little bit more outgoing but it, it's training just like anything else if somebody can run a, a 4 40 he was born with some skills but he got trained to do the rest and then nobody has this motivation gene either it's not like you were born with a super motivation gene or I was born with a semi super motivation gene we actually worked at it and we found something we're passionate about and it fueled us to keep going and going and going and pushing forward so it's something that like other people hopefully will grasp from this podcast and you know put it to work now let me ask you another question now sure for a company small medium big size from their perspective when is it the right time to go to somebody like 76 like when is it, it if you're not in need of help, like I was speaking to somebody the other day, I'm like, I technically don't need help, but who couldn't use some help? You know, like when's the right time to go to somebody like yourself? You know, 
I'll tell you, when is the right time to begin a relationship? (laughs) Right now, (laughs) like right now, right? I mean, the time to build, you know, I I always tell people you can never have enough contacts. You can never have enough relationships because you just don't know. You don't know what's coming around. I mean, who knew that this, we'd be in this situation right now? Not me, man. (laughs) I mean, in a million years, no way will this ever, this something like this ever really happen. I guess Bill Gates knew he's been more, you know, but there's not all of us have that, that, that level of intellect, but I mean, yeah. but, and, and, and how many people paid attention to him, right? I mean, that's why we're, we're sitting where we are. So the thing is, is that you can never have enough contacts. You can never have enough relationships. And if you are interested in it, and, and what, and what's the harm in reaching out to someone on LinkedIn today? What's the harm in reaching out to somebody um, and, you know, DMing them or, you know, sending someone an email or reaching out and sending a package to Dave Portnoy? I mean, why not? Right. You did it. Yeah. Listen, the worst thing someone can say to you is no. Like I ask, I'll ask anybody pretty much anything respectfully. Like I'm not going to go somewhere. You know, if I see an athlete in the middle of a place, I'm not going to go bother him when he's with his family and stuff like that. But you know, if we're in business, if there's a thing, I, I have a question, I'll ask you at the right time. I'll ask you what the question is. Now, what types of companies, just so people can understand, is it just sports betting? I know you made, you know, a slight move to healthcare, which again, smart move. Uh, what type of companies are you looking for at 76? And how do you value a company? Is it the idea? Is it the leader? Is it the team? What is it that you look for first? Yeah, for us, it is, I mean, so, you know, leading up to the last four years, we were involved in companies, whether that was in healthcare or, or consumer tech type businesses, but within the last four years, solely involved in the sports industry. And it's really three areas. It's, it's, the, it's the tech around sports. So I see you're wearing your Under Armour baseball, you know, shirt, like, you know, the top, this is, you got the, you got tech, there's tech in this ball, right? This is amazing tech. So you can, you can, I could actually throw this ball. All I have to do is flip it and then throw it. If I throw it, the, the velocity, the spin rate, it'll all show up on my phone, right? The, um, where the, my arm angle as to where I released it from, all that stuff will be known, is known in this. By the time it hits the catcher's glove, it's on my phone. Nice. So the, the tech in here, so we all, we're all about tech inside of, and we do the similar kind of thing in basketball with a company called Shot Tracker. So that's something that we're all about. With, with, then, then we look at the world of esports. We talked about some of the things in esports, whether that's streaming companies in esports, whether that's really developing the amateur, the whole amateur side of, the, in, uh, of, of esports, was a lot of the things that, are, that Nerd Street's doing, right? And then it's the sports betting industry. And man, there's so many opportunities there, right? Everything from the data collection side of the industry to the data analytics piece, to the media side of it, to the integrity side of the business. The idea of, you know, what's the next generation sports book going to look like? Because, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings, pretty damn cool, but it's still like version 1.0. It's kind of like, you know, when Google first came out, it was all right. But then actually more, more, more importantly, the better way of putting it is, is that when Yahoo was out as the yeah. search engine, and it was that was 1.0. I mean, it was Yahoo, Alta Vista, some of these like, you know, like little look, you know, like some of these little tiny, you know, um, 
you know, search engine companies. And then Google comes in, boom, knocks them out, right? That's what can happen in the sports betting industry. And those are the kind of businesses that we're looking to invest in. And the answer to you, for, for you, is you're saying, like, what do we look for? We look for great ideas in sports. But most importantly, it's all about the people. And the people have to be passionate about it, about what they're doing. They've got to be passionate about the industry. they got to be smart, right? Not book smart, but right. smart, right? You know that kind of person. Yeah. To be a nice person, right? They have to be the kind of person that I want to work with, that I'm going to get up and, and, or stay up really late and help them and work with them on their company and strategy. Um, and, and, and not just me, but my whole team, right? Whether it's John or Chad or, 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 or James or Scott, I mean, all of us, we want to make sure that, we're, that we have the right people on our team. You know, and then when we, and we want to be able to help these companies. We want to be able to, when they want to try to change the world, I want to help them with that. And so we have a whole marketing team with, with Krista and Crystal and the rest of our team that enable to help them achieve their dream. So we want passionate, smart, nice people that truly want to change the world. And that's what it's all about. And we'll figure out exactly what the business plan is, how things will work out in the future. But we're there for you. We're there with some money, but most importantly, we're there with our, with our knowledge, with our expertise, with our relationships. And most importantly, we're there to, to help you along, right? Yeah. We're going to help give you the confidence to go in there and have that really big meeting and go talk to that CEO yeah. and help you prepare for that meeting. That's what we're there for. If you need us. Yeah. No, it's good to know. Now, you mentioned team a couple of times now, right? So team. I think team is so important. Like my first year running Win Daily, I wasn't focused on revenue, wasn't focused on results. It was all about building brand and building team. I want guys that I can go to war with, and I want good people behind me that are in it for the right reason, as passionate as I can be, they can be. Now, what do you think makes a good team in business? Well, a team in business, again, every, everybody needs to, you know, everyone, the thing is that everyone plays different roles. I think so if you look at some of the best teams, you know, right now, you know, the last dance is on with, the, you know, Jordan's final year, right, or his final championship with the Bulls. And, you know, you look at that team and each of the players had specific roles. You know, yep. Jordan did his thing. Pippen did his thing. Steve Kerr did his thing, right? You had all these different pieces. It's a similar, it's very, very similar in business, you know, and, and that's, and, and that's what you need to do. You have, you need to have people that are, that can, that can do things amazingly on their own, but um, imagine if they're comp, if there's a compliment and you yeah. have others that can help them run and then, then all of a sudden everyone's talent rises up. Now let me flip it on the other side of things from a leader perspective. What do you think makes a good leader now? You're, you're in a leadership role for 76. What do you think makes you so strong as a leader? Well, to be a leader, you've got, you can't fake it. Like I, you just can't, if, if you, and it's going back to what we talked about earlier. Like if you're not really into it and you're not passionate and you're not excited and you're not working hard, your team, you, they have no chance. Yep. If they see you out playing golf, doing nothing, just hanging out, sitting on the beach, and then and you're like, you know, you're just like on the phone with them, like work, 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 you know, and, and you're not working and you're not getting back to them and you're not responding to emails and you're not responding to, you know, uh, messages on Slack and you're not engaging with your team. Forget about it. No chance. Like nope. you, you, you gotta be, you gotta be with your team. 
and 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 you've got you can't and, and you just can't be above anything like you know that's where you know it's it's one of the things we 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 look for when we when we're investing in 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 ceos of our companies you know if they're kind of like um you know some trash on the floor yo uh yo assistant come over here pick that up uh-uh like i don't want to have anything to do with that person yeah no ego man can't have that ego if you have the ego you're gonna fall and nobody's gonna support you and nobody's gonna back you up because you're not willing to do the dirty work yourself. Completely, yeah. completely agree with that, man. Yeah, one of the things I'm really, you know, so, to, so you know, I, I, one of the CEOs of one of our companies at VEASAN, which is the sports betting network, um, these guys up here. So Brian Musburger is the CEO of that company. And, and his, his uncle, Brent, uh, Brent Musburger, the, the famous uh, Brent the Musburger, voices. right? <laughs> and, um, you know, we started this company to, 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 to um, really become the sports betting network you know the cnbc of sports betting the place where you go with all the get all the information on all, all the line movements in and around the whole sports industry and one of the things that brian did prior to becoming the ceo of vison was that he ran an agency and they worked with professional coaches and one of their top clients was phil jackson okay so he was with Phil Jackson in Chicago. He was Phil Jackson's agent while he was at the Lakers and his, even when he went to the Knicks. Um, okay. And he got to see how Phil led those teams, how he put together all the pieces and how he inspired Michael and Scotty and the, and the gang. The same thing with Shaq and Kobe. And now I watch him. And I see how he inspires our team at Visa, how he's been able to develop talent. So the more, our morning show, follow the money, Mitch and Pauly. I mean, two good guys. They were kind of doing some radio stuff here and there in Vegas, but now there are stars. There are superstars in the morning. They're the ones that are on MSG. They're on Nesson. They're on the marquee network. They're on Sportsnet up in, up in California, up in California, sorry, in, in Canada. We are on Comcast now, right? On Comcast cable, on the X1 box, all over the country. You can watch VEASAN 24 hours a day. It's unbelievable. And by the way, Brian started this whole company by himself, by just moving out to Las Vegas and going door to door to door to talk to bookmakers and talk to owners of casinos. And he was pitching this idea. I want to put a studio in the middle of a sports book, just like CNBC has a studio in the middle of the, of the New York Stock Exchange. And I can tell you, most of the people there in Vegas thought yeah. he was a complete nutbag. Yeah. Now yeah. they love him. Yeah. All the casinos are like, well, could you, could we have a studio? I mean, all across the country now, they want studios. Yeah. And he's I the first Brian, one in, yeah. Brian, but, but he, exactly, exactly. And, and Brian, you know, in, in our partnership with the South Point Casino, our partnership with circa and the d um and, and it's just amazing what we've been able to do but the leader brian with the vision and the guy who knows how to lead the team i mean we've got we've just got some you know gil alexander who, who's a, one of our other guys who's a, who has a great show that comes on right after follow the money we've he's been able to develop this talent and and, and enable all enable these guys to just become stars in their own right and that's the that's the big thing so as a leader it's not it, you've got to put yourself out there you got to really cheer for your your company and your team 
but you also have to develop talent. And the greatest thing that we can try to go do as leaders is to have some of our team members become hopeful. I want people to be greater than me. You know, yeah, same thing. Yeah. I got a couple of guys right now that they become, not they become better than me, but like we brought them in. So we played daily fantasy on DraftKings Fandle. I've had a couple of life changing events happen to me, won a bunch of money, started the company, wrote a book. And it's just, I don't know if it's luck, it's the universe or whatever, but as I'm recruiting new guys in, within like the first six months, they have the biggest win ever for themselves. And one of the guys, two of the guys I have now that they've, they're levels above me and I'm putting them in the front because like this guy, Avi, he's from San Diego. I got a guy, David from Atlanta. They're winning hundreds of thousands of dollars and Listen, man, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. I'd rather have people smarter than me around me so I can learn from them, gain knowledge, and put them and put them up, you know, bring them on serious. And, you know, that's our company. It's, it's our people that I always tell, like, I consult for other businesses. The real products of your company aren't the, the real assets and the, and the things that are the most important things to your company is the personnel. Like, that's what's the real value. If you have a great team, you can pivot at any moment and do whatever you want because that's the talent. The cars that you sell or whatever you sell, everybody has it. The the actual people is the brand and it's the talent. That's what you should really invest in. But some people just don't see it like that. They think, oh, it's all about the product. It's my idea. No, it's the people behind the product that make everything, you know, really happen. Now here's a business question for you. The quarantine hit us all. Some days I wake up, I'll be honest. I'm like, who's going to survive this? Like, what's going to come up next? I want to get your idea. You had goals, 2020. You know, hopefully you had them. You change them every week as time goes on. Not that New Year's Eve type of guy who just says, I want to do this this year. You had goals. I know you're very business-minded. How much are you pivoting and already shifted your goals, whether it's upside, left, right? Like, how have you changed your goals since the quarantine hit? Well, I think you're, you're right. I mean, you constantly have to take and think about what your, your goals on it, almost literally almost on a daily basis, you know, and, and really, and start to say like, okay, which way should we go with this? Should we continue moving in this direction? But every day you're trying to push things forward. And the one thing that happened for, for us and at 76 Capital was when this happened, once we, you know, it, it took you know, a little bit of a couple weeks of like, we call it like triage, you know, for us, for our portfolio companies. But then right after we all kind of were like, okay, this is, we're kind of used to not being in our offices anymore. Step on the gas, right? Let's go. Let's just go a hundred miles an hour and just start going. Because a lot of people are, you can't get stuck in a rut. Like you just can't get, you can't do that. Because once you're stuck, you're stuck like you're in a you just got it so you got to keep moving so for for us and everything that we've done we we just we kept moving forward we kept looking at business opportunities we've we've invested in some more companies um we are about to make another an, another investment now we're looking for opportunities we're talking to other investors to be involved with what we're doing we're talking to other investors to be involved with us we're talking to other athletes to be involved with what we're doing. We're talking to, um, you know, 
pretty much anyone you can. I mean, that's the one thing, right? The one thing that we also recognize is that we're all in this same position. Everyone's at home. 100%. Like the guy who was up on the 86th floor of the, of the tower who had the office that no one could ever get to because it was locked down. He had special elevators to go to. That dude's in his house now too. 100%. He's doing the same thing we're doing. He's on Zoom. He's on, you know, on his email and on his phone and trying to run a, a big company. Yeah. That person's accessible. You can yep. get to that person now. 100%. Let's go for it. Yeah, I, I can't agree with that more. Everybody is more accessible. Everybody hit the pause button. Everybody's kind of on a level, a level, the level playing field just occurred. Like in one instant, the light switch went off and everybody's on the same playing field. Like obviously certain businesses are going to get affected more, but the real innovators, the real thinkers, the real creators are going to adapt, pivot. And maybe the rewards won't come for me today or tomorrow or for you today and tomorrow. But when that light switch goes back on and boom, you created all these plans, all this content, adapted with your team, brought on new talent, the opportunity will be there. You know, hopefully the opportunity comes for us all in a month or two. We're not waiting out. Like even as positive I am, as positive you are, look, if we're still sitting in our basements in like six months from now, it's going to be a little bit tougher, but I'm going to still push forward, man, and just at least create content and make good connections. Like we really connected over this past month thanks to the quarantine. You know, I did a podcast earlier with Jack Settlement, who's interviewing Mark Cuban as a 23-year-old today. Like, there's people doing huge things, and it's it might not be a monetary reward right now, but these connections are valuable going forward. So now that I'm connected to you and I'm connected to a couple other people over this quarantine, I probably wouldn't have the time to talk to you. You probably wouldn't have the time to talk to me. So I take it as a blessing and a positive, you know, as much as possible. Like, the other day I was speaking to my mom, and I try to, you know, inspire her at times. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm cleaning the house again. I'm like, isn't there something you want to do right now to like reevaluate something in your life? And, and everybody hit this pause button, do something. Think like you always tell me you wanted to write a book all your life. <laughs> when is a better time to write a yeah. book? There's, right. there's, it's just that mindset that people don't, they're not seeing clearly. And there's certain people like yourself that the universe, you're just a receptor of, you know, these positive things because you're able, you're open-minded and you're putting yourself in these positions to take advantage of them, which, you know, one day I hope that we'll be sitting together on a board somewhere and we're pushing in front of somebody and I'd like to have you on my team. That's all I can say, man. Well, Jason, that's really nice and thank you. And, and I hope we get to do more together. And, and look, I, I think that that's the, that's the chance. I mean, I, I get, I get so, I, I just, I, I'm always looking to move forward. I'm always looking to develop more relationships, always trying to find the right kinds of people that have similar mindsets who want to do big things. Uh, this has been great to get to know you over this short time. Again, I, I love I got your you hat. On the hat. I got the you. I keep looking at the Wind Daily hat. It's like so cool. I mean, it's, it's, such, a great, it's such a great brand. And I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, you work with Meltzer. I think he's He's a, he's a, he's a rock star. Um, I, I love his, his, how positive he is and, and his, his story. Oh my God. I mean, but to be able to be that positive and move forward, the guys like that inspire me, right. To want to, to do, want to do more and do really great things. So I, I love what he's doing. Um, and again, the thing is, is that you have, you know, you have a, 
we have this medium, right, to be actually to be able to do this. So why not take advantage of it? That's what I tell everybody. Why not take advantage of it? Why not take advantage of the fact that you can go live on on LinkedIn, you can go live on Facebook, and you can go live on Instagram. Um, people say to me, oh, I'm not that good at it. You know what? Neither was I. Yeah. But yeah. you gotta practice, right? No matter what it is. I mean, I wasn't too good at shooting my left-handed layups as a young kid, but what did I do? I just kept shooting, I just kept working on my left hand, working on my left hand, working. That's what you gotta do, right? Yeah. That's what you can do. And it's not just because you're not in sports anymore or that you're not playing a physical sport. It's business. It's the same thing. It's practice. It's working hard. It's trying things out. There's nothing that changed. It's one of the reasons why we love having athletes involved in all of the businesses that we get involved with. Because athletes, the mentality of an athlete, right? They hate losing, man. They hate losing. They have incredible passion, desire, drive, and persistence. Okay. So think about a football player like Brian Westbrook's one of our guys. Brian, you know, as a running back, he would, t- he would run, he'd get knocked down, get back up, get back in the huddle and have to go again, right? That kind of a thing. That's like business. Business isn't a straight line to the top. There's no such thing as that. No way. I don't care what anyone says. No one has ever just been like, oh, I got an idea. Next thing I know, I'm a billionaire. I'm just rolling on my yacht. That's not how it works. The way it works is you're going to get knocked down. You get punched in the mouth. You're going to be bleeding. You're going to get, you're going to get the wind knocked out of you. You're going to think that you, 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 you're about to make it. And then boom, you fall down again. You got to get back up because you can get there. And that's the thing that you need to be really be able to do if you want to be successful in business. And that's, and, and that's, and that's the same kind of stuff that we all needed to do when we were trying to be athletes you know, professional athletes. And then if you look, so, so for us to be in the sports business and have a professional athlete that actually has made it to that level and yes. done it at that level, it's incredible. When they sit across from our CEOs and they have these conversations, it's, it's amazing. It's like yeah. watching, it's, it's, it's magical. It's truly magical. Because they've been through it all, man. Like anytime someone gets on an athlete, I'm like, do you really know, like Jordan got cut. There's so many people. It's not the most talented people who make it like Brady that chip on his shoulder is still there today and I think that's one of the reasons he went to Tampa Bay because what else could he do in New England like all right he won another ring he went down there so people can start talking trash like oh he can't do it he can't do this he can't do that and he wanted that chip on his shoulder he wanted yeah he wanted the warm weather too probably for his wife and his family and stuff like that but he wanted that chip on his shoulder and Athletes always have it, man, that competitive drive that they have and that work ethic that they had. They gave up everything, man. They really, really, really gave up everything. And I've heard plenty of athletes on TV like they couldn't do simple things like go on a jet ski because they were worried that they might get hurt. And there are so many things that they had to give up and they had to have that discipline just to, to be so focused on one thing. Like I always thought. I got to be able to multitask. I have to do, I have to be good at a lot of things. And now I'm getting older. I'm like, no, I really should have more of a tunnel vision. Just be really an expert at one thing because I'd rather be great at one thing than maybe be great at everything. So it's kind of like, you know, catch 22 type of thing, but you hit it on the, you hit it on the head though. Like these athletes, I would love to have a a board of directors full of athletes because I know they know what it's like to be in the trenches day in and day out. And like, dealing with the feet like they like a hall of fame baseball player hitting 300 will probably get you there and that means he failed seven out of ten times and he had to get back up and he's got the media in his face and he did it again and same thing with dfs i just daily fantasy sports we play 
I lose a lot, man. Every day I can lose for a week straight and lose money and go to sleep upset. And that mentality of losing every day, like it makes me strong. I'm able to brush off a lot of losses because I'm, I'm so used to losing. I like winning, but uh, that's part of my, the win daily brand is not just because of daily fantasy sports. It's this mindset that taking these small victories, turning defeats into, you know, daily wins, learning something every day, something has to happen good in that day. You got to see the good, the positive and everything. So I'm going to send you a hat, but I want to know what is your daily mindset? If you don't want to call it the win daily mindset, but what is the mindset that you carry around every day that pushes you a little bit harder? Well, to me, you know, I think about every day, First of all, we'll get you one of our 76 capital hats too. So we'll do, we we'll do, once I can get to, get to my office, I'll, I'll, we'll make that, we'll make a trade. Um, but, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's just this mindset of, of getting up every day and just trying to go make things happen. Just, just go make some things happen. That's the mindset, you know, you know, just move things forward, make something happen. If you make it happen, make something happen, it'll help you no matter what, no matter what you do, Move your life, move your business, move your relationships, you know, make a new contact. Just do something that enables you to move forward every day and you'll be in good shape. Yep, 100%. Somebody said it really good. I forgot who it was. Uh, but they said, like, imagine you had to go back to day one when you started and then you, you, you were able to see all the losses along the way. Would you ever go that route again. I think everybody who's successful or everybody who's stuck with a business for 10, 20 years would say, hell no, I would never do that again. I'll just go get a nice <coughs> nine to five job when I don't stress anything. But that's a good way to look at it because if you saw all the defeats along the way and those small victories that you got along with it, none of us would probably do anything that we do, but we're entrepreneurs at heart. We're competitors. And I think that's a good way to look at it. Just if you don't quit, and you enjoy the journey, and you go step by step by step, you know, you'll be in a good place at the end. Don't, you know, the, this, this Instagram influencer, I feel like it's kind of like ruined everybody's mindset. Oh, 20 year old kids sitting on a yacht, like you said, yeah. they're so short minded, they need this immediate gratification. I'm also worried that these fifth place ribbons that, you know, these children are getting, and my nephews are getting, aren't breeding the, <laughs> the toughest mentality. So we might have something to worry about. But yeah, I 100% agree with you. Just every day, tack on one thing and then look at it a year out and say, okay, am I happy where I'm at? Yeah, that's it. It's a hundred percent right way to think about, think about things. And um, look, you just, we just got to uh, keep pushing and uh, everything will be okay. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to the future, man. I'm going to come out to Philly. I'm a Met fan, so I'm right. not a Yankee fan. So we're going to have some heated battles this year. Um, how do you feel about your Phillies this year? You think they got a, a comeback season in them? And, and I got one more question to hold on. I just hope they play. Are you, are you a fan or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah and I'm big, big time. And I really hope, I hope they play. That's, all, that's, the, that's the biggest thing. I really, I really hope that there's baseball this year. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I really, I wish, you know, that the, I, I, and, and hope that the NBA could finish. I don't know. The NHL, not sure. I hope that, you know, I hope football starts on time, but here's the thing. We don't know, but we just got to keep, 
we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving in our, in our, in the worlds that we're in right now. Sports will be back at some point and everything will be all right. Until then esports, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We pivoted, man. So listen, Wayne, I appreciate you coming on today. I'll send you a hat. We're going to grab some lunch in Philly one day, maybe grab a game. Um, where can everybody follow you on Twitter, LinkedIn, IG? Is it, is it just Wayne Kimmel? Where can they follow you? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm at Wayne Kimmel on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, and, and follow, if, you know, please, you know, reach out, you know, and, you know, go to our, go to our website, 76capital.com. See all the things that we're doing. We also are on 76, you know, at 76 Capital all over the internet. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to meet the next Steve Jobs, the next Mark Zuckerberg of the sports industry. That's what we're looking for. We want to hear from you. Um, we are completely um, all about trying to help others and trying to make this world a better place. So on our website, we have a resource section. So if you want to learn about esports, if you don't know it, come check out some of the things we have there. Look at, look at, you know, this is, we have certain things that you, we think you can read on sports betting or what you should, you know, what you should subscribe to every single day. Um, we're happy to, you know, share all that information and try to help so we can continue to build a really, really great community of people within the sports industry. You're a good dude, man. And you have a contest coming up too, right? A, a startup contest or that so, passed by? So we have a, a, um, a sports um showcase coming up um, okay. and companies are able to come on and it's not really a contest it's just a showcase um, it's a it's it's a, a way for us to do things while we're online right now we typically will have these monthly meetups but right now we're going to do them online so we're showcasing companies we'll likely do another one after this one well if we have to be home uh, we probably will but we'll con we're continuing to do as much as possible and stay um, you know stay relevant stay in the in the mix um, help entrepreneurs, work with entrepreneurs, meet new entrepreneurs. That's what it's all about. All right, man. Keep doing your thing. Wayne, I appreciate your time today. I know you're still a busy dude, got a ton of meetings. So I don't want to take too much of your time, but I appreciate it. We'll be in touch, man. And I wish you the best of luck. And I know you're going to be doing big things and everything you touch turns to gold. So maybe one day you can start working with me and our group and we can introduce each other to our teams and uh, get going, man. Well, I look forward to getting together in person. And again, thanks so much, Jason, and, and, and stay safe out there. All right, you too, brother. Thank you.